This episode of Two Men No Hope is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey Jamie, why so glum? Oh, bruv. I just wish we could help the listeners even more. Well, I can turn that frown upside down, mate. How are you going to do that? Let me tell you about a company called BetterHelp, the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. 100% online? So can our listeners get help anywhere? That's right. They can talk to a therapist however they feel comfortable, wherever it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. They can message their therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient to them. So will they get the right therapist for them? BetterHelp has a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help them with a wide range of issues. Plus, if their therapist isn't the best fit for any reason, they can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. Wow, that's really good. Well, what can we offer the listeners to get them started? Well, we have teamed up with them to offer them 10% off their first month. All they have to do is go to betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. That's betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. So all they have to do to get all of that and 10% off for the first month is go to betterhelp.com forward slash two men no hope. Exactly, my friend. Now, doesn't that make you feel better? Yes, bro. That's so much more off my mind. Welcome everyone to another episode of Two Men No Hope. I am trying to warm myself up. My heating is on, but I've only just gotten home. I've uh had a really bad fucking day, so I've eaten a pasty and a vegan wrap, and I'm now on my second can of cider. <laughs> it's been one of those fucking days. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay, another more, a couple of more cans, and uh, I won't feel the cold anymore. How's it going, Jamie? Good, Dan, good. First thing I want to say is karma is a fucking bitch, mate, because I... Well, what did I do? No, well, it's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> do you know... Um... <laughs> Obviously, your car got written off by the Mr. Deer Man, um, and I made some jokes about it as you were telling about it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, saying that if you of... hit a deer, then you wouldn't have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> um, I got into my car last week, and when I was driving home, when I went to, I drove to my mum's house because to drop the dog off. Got back into my car and it told me my car, my keys weren't detected. My car, car right. was dead. Five o'clock in the morning. I'm in a terrible mood as it is. The car was dead. Wouldn't move. Every time I turned the car back on, it said keys not detected. Wouldn't move. And then I didn't know that there's this groove on your fucking steering column that all you got to do is put the key, even if the key's dead. You put that up against it and it will start the car but I didn't know that so I had to roll my car back get my brother to drive me to work when on his week off so I had to wake him up at five in the morning on his week off so he was pissed off <laughs> he drove me to work and then when I got to work I realized I didn't have my work boots you're not allowed on site without the work boots so they got me some work boots that were two sizes too small and for 12 hours, I was walking around in size 9 boots when I'm a size 11. 
That is karma. That is karma for taking a piss out of your car. Why? That is karma. Why didn't you Google? The first thing I would have done oh, was Google. What do I do if my keys don't? I googled it, and all it gave me was the fucking like older versions of my car, which are completely different to what my car is. And because it's keyless entry, yeah. there's nothing to put a key into. I was so upset. Right? I'm gonna have to look at mine now because I've got keyless entry on mine. Yeah, you're gonna have to check see if you've got a groove there, just so you know. Yeah, because there's no key. That normally there's a key inside. Like my mum's mini, oh. if you pull it apart, there's a key in there. Yeah, that will get but you yeah, in I the don't door. Have a... The door itself. Oh yeah, of course. I don't even have that. Yeah, you probably wouldn't. But mine yeah. as well. Have you got? Have you got um electric handbrake? That, does that fail? Oh no, because it wasn't a battery problem, was it? It was your key. No, it, what happened when I took the handbrake off was it set my alarm off because it thought that someone was trying to move the car without the keys in it. So yeah, and like, you couldn't turn the alarm off. Like five in the morning, I couldn't turn the alarm off. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually turned off after like five minutes of me fucking around. And it was, oh mate, it was, it was, I was just sitting there thinking this is because I took the piss out of Dan. This is because I took the piss out of Dan. That's okay, because now I immediately feel better after that day I've just had. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would. <laughs> I can't stop drinking. It's like I've just got a need just to just to keep going yeah. until I'm blind. If you had a shit day, it's difficult, isn't it? <clears throat> it is. But I'm looking forward to being here and helping people as they're helping us. We're now 65 five stars on uh, Spotify. Yesterday, we had 105 people uh, listen, which is the most we've ever had in one day, which is fucking brilliant. Emails are lovely. Everyone's really nice. It's just fucking rainbows and fucking... If only this was our job. I can't even think of the fucking... That's all. Yeah, today I was sort of like, can I just quit? Would that make me? Would that would that make me more eager to get the podcast going if I just quit right now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the last week I was standing there and I was like, I don't put up with any of this shit from you because obviously you'd be my only colleague. I'd be like, why don't I just fucking leave this place and just have to like get on with what I want to do? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can you imagine me telling turn around to Charlotte and saying, "Well, next mortgage payment, I ain't got nothing because uh, <laughs> I'm a full time podcaster was, now." <laughs> I was saying to um, the guy I give a lift to in the morning, I was like, "Do you know that um, Jim Carrey wrote a check for himself and dated it ten years in in the future and said, by this time, I wait, I think it was like a million pound or something." He's like, "By mm. the time this check is able to be cashed, I will have that money." And he did no it. Way. And I was like, do you think I could do the same if I write my notice to work and say I'm leaving this shithole because I'm a podcaster and it would come true? Mate. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would just love to see their face. Do you think they would go and listen? Like I think in the office and I have a feeling both of our HR departments have probably already listened just to make sure that we're not talking about the tree. My fucking the HRs are useless fucking. Oh, I can say this now. If the HRs listening, I get nice and close. You're a useless bunch of fucking cunts. 
See if that comes back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get that all. because I didn't. I didn't specify who or anyone, but you know who you are. Do you know what makes me laugh is there's certain people that I know listen properly, and there's certain people that tell me they listen, but they only quote our TikToks. So they're looking at the TikToks, but they're not actually look, listening to the whole episode because the only things they oh. were talking to me about is the TikToks. You lying bastards. Yeah, you lying bastards. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes me feel good because a lot of the emails we get say about how people like we help them get through their shitty jobs mm. and listeners help us get through our shitty jobs. So it's a win-win that. 100%. But it does you, brighten my I day up fucking, when we get an email through during a work day. If I didn't have this fucking podcast, mate, I wouldn't be fucking... You know, I fucking know. Getting depressed now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, to Bad Day, Dan. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Lots of depression with uh, slips, of, slips? slips of alcohol. Sips of alcohol. Bit of ASMR, eating my pretzel. <laughs> I shouldn't have these here because no one wants to hear me eating with my mouth full. Uh, talking with my mouth full. <laughs> I was about Fuck to say, you hell. can't eat without your mouth full. I how, how, fucking, how many have I had, Jamie? I've only been <laughs> home 10 minutes. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, that's right. pretty hard to do. <laughs> So today's Valentine's Day, Dan. Are you doing anything with uh, your significant other? I bought a new glove for him. For later oh, on. Did you? Makes it feel like someone else. <laughs> if anyone else got that. I don't know if Jamie did or not. I don't know. I don't know if I did or not. <laughs> <laughs> your left I'm hand, was it? My hand. Right hand. Yeah. Right hand. No one's a lefty in this place. I tried once, but it was just out of rhythm. Can't do it with my left hand. I can imagine it's quite awkward. I've never tried it, you know. You never tried it in her life? You know what Have I'm you ever tried the this? stranger? That's the prison thing, isn't it? Where you sit on it for a bit. Yeah, you sit on your hand till it goes numb. Mm. And then you try and do it. So it feels like it's not your hand. But then I, my hand would feel numb as well. So that would be distracting me from the wank. True. I've never tried it. Anyway, we're going off, off topic. Um... Yes, we are pre-recording, so when this comes out, Valentine's Day will be probably two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Again, the worst time travellers in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm going out for a meal tomorrow. Um, Going to a place called Monterey Jack's. It looks really good because they've got... When you look at the menu... It looks like they've got equally amount of vegan food as they have normal, and they have a full vegan dessert menu, like That's five different things, like cheesecake. So I'll probably still end up getting. I want a burger. You know what I mean? I'm not a fucking dick, but desserts. Thanks very much. But um, you're going out, aren't you, Jamie? Because that's why we're having to record as yes. soon as I get through the door. Yes. Where are you yes. going? Uh, we're just going to a local steak place. Just gonna have some steak. steak Charlotte yeah. doesn't know that she's going out. I'm trying to be like ten years of being. Is that together. why you're I'm on the podcast as well? Bit. You're using us, using us as a ploy, Jamie. Is that what's going on? My concern is I'm going to come out of this half cut and <laughs> and you can't drive. Oh no, you'll get an Uber, wouldn't you? 
We'll get an Uber, yeah, but... Yeah, that's right, but a steak will fucking sober you up like nothing. Yeah, exactly. I went out for lunch with my mum, because it's also my nan's anniversary of when she passes away on the 14th. So oh, yeah. I went out for lunch with her. Um, went to the Handsome Cab, which is placed in Luton. They've had freshly done that up, so it's not too bad, isn't it? But we Polish we obviously turd. I forgot I thought at lunchtime on a fucking Tuesday there would be everyone would be at work. No, we You're struggled Luton. to get a table in there. Half of Luton don't in work. Luton. Oh, well, most of the people that come to that get, pub didn't look like they work, mate. I'm gonna get so much flack now because I said that <laughs> because of my like all the people at your work. What's that got a problem with Luton? <laughs> Lutonians are very proud people. But they've got to admit, most of the places are shit off. Yeah. me. Proud of a cesspool. Anyway, we're getting off subject again. Um, we have listeners. We have emails, Jamie. Did you know either of those existed? Did I? <laughs> <laughs> just throwing stuff at you just to throw you off now. Yes, we have <laughs> emails again. And I've now got to try and read them. <clears throat> Should have pre-recorded this bit, Jamie. <laughs> so, they, as always, they say they love uh, they love the podcast and how we help everyone. Um, here's one from me, and this is fucked up, so just to warn you. <clears throat> oh, this is a good one. This is a really good one. Right, I'm going to try not to cock it up. Jamie likes this one, doesn't he, Jamie? Well, I don't know which one it is. I, I always like yeah. skim, so I don't know the full <laughs> As soon as I start talking about it, it'll come flying back. My girl and I spent a weekend away at the beach last month. So I was waiting for Jamie's eyes to suddenly click. We planned out a real sex-filled occasion, and we both really enjoyed it. Oh, there it was. Second seven. (laughs) I bought some toys to spice it up, and she surprised me with some sexy lingerie, and it was amazing. We spoke on it again last night. And she informed me something that has turned it off massively. The whole situation is horrible and also damn now made me feel sick. It turns out my girl was out of money. And no, it's not what you were thinking. It's worse. My mum lent her the lingerie. (laughs) Yes, she read it correctly, Dan and Jamie. I was having a hot night of passionate sex with my mum's lingerie. It's fucking my mind up, boys. I've dreamt about my mum watching us in the hotel room on the night. Question is, do I confront my mother on what seems to be like a total intrusion? Do I try to get out of this? Uh, try to get over this, sorry. My girl thinks it's no big deal, but what do you think? I already know what Jamie thinks, because he's a prude. <laughs> yeah, Jamie. If it was me, if this was me, yeah, I would... Push it down to the bottoms of my stomach and just never ever utter a word about it again in my life. <laughs> oh, well, boy, that's like an amazing like story when you're out with your mates. Oh, mate, it's seriously that that would give me some bad juju, man. I would I would not be able to deal with it. That would I, how this guy's reacting is exactly how I would react. Yeah, I but would, he was having sex with his girlfriend. Out. He wasn't like wrapping the underwear around his tadger and and what then doing it. With his teeth, man, or something like that. Yeah, but she would have washed them. Oh, dude. So you'd be alright if your mum... If your mum gave her underwear to 
a girl that you were dating and you had like a passionate night? It depends how on when it, she told me. If we're like During going at it like rabbits, <laughs> and 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 I'm like behind her, knocking the headboard, and she tur- and I'm like, oh, that underwear really got me going. And she turns around and goes, "Well, it's a good thing your mum had some spare then." I'll be like, oh, what? <laughs> 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 But like, if we we're like on the <laughs> flight home, I would just be like, "Thanks for not telling me." You know, it's it's done. <laughs> that there's moment's a time over, and place, Jamie. There's a time and place. For the listeners' sake, I would. T- I don't know why your girlfriend told you. If if like, for any people out there where you're in the reverse role, and you've been lent underwear. <laughs> By your, mother, by, by your mother-in-law, um, don't say anything. Wouldn't it just... be? Wouldn't it be worse if it was lent by his dad? That would be hundred percent worse. Yeah, that would be. That I couldn't handle that. Uh, that'd be like a shock as well. You'd be like, "Don't you mean my mum?" She's like, "No." That oh, would throw oh. me right off, man. That would. Oh. Mate, that then, that, that would bring about PTSD for me. But then you got to think he's got to have a pretty saucy mum then, because she's got like sexy underwear. When he's on, what's, if he's spare. on holiday doing this, what's the mum doing with his dad? Oh. I also think as well. Is it getting handed back? Is it a permanent? Yeah. Give, or is it getting give, given back? Is it like blockbusters? You're given, returning it. You got to wash it and then give it back, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she can have a little slot just, oh yeah just put it in there <coughs> nah. oh, oh mate she could nah, um, I I... if I was this listener I wouldn't want to be in the room if, with the handover it just comes in with, in like a sag sad bag for life and she just hands it over see I know what my mum would be like like if, um, like if she hadn't said anything, I'd be like sitting there in the kitchen, eating or drinking something, and then she would just turn, my mum would turn around and be like, oh, "Have you got that underwear that I lent you?" And that'd be I've like spilt something. I'm like, "What underwear?" <laughs> <laughs> but that's my mum, isn't it? That's my mum all over. Unbelievable. Now, um. <laughs> It's up to you how you go about it. I think maybe... I don't think it's a... If your mum's been good enough to lend it, I think there's a good chance that she's uh, open enough sexual, sexually to talk to you about it anyway. So if you want to say, why did you do that, mum? Then say it. But it depends on your relationship because some people don't speak to their mum about anything that side of things at all. I'm not like that. I um I'm I think you got to look at it on the plus well that like um she obviously likes your partner otherwise she wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's right. You got to look on the plus side, right? Yeah, you Which were get, you were finding some real positives out of this. <laughs> yeah, because you think like she's not going to lend it to someone. She's like, oh, you're a dick. I don't want you dating my son or whatever. Yeah, she's generally imagine, trying yeah. to make your holiday more enjoyable. And it, as an actual gesture, it is a nice gesture. It's just a little bit off key, um, but it, it is a nice gesture. 
I would. I think if anything, I would turn to my missus and I'd be like, "Thank you, but please never do that again." <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. That's the, the one and only time you're ever going to borrow anything sexually from my mother, and we're just gonna <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> but you say about burying it deep, you know full well that she's told of all of her mates. So you've got to get ahead of it and tell your mates before you're in the pub as a group and one of her mates brings it up as a laugh. I would never hear the end of it, man. I, honestly, if I told everyone that I know, oh, Charlotte was wearing my mum's underwear during like a frisky night or whatever, they would be bringing that up constantly. Do you remember that time, Jamie? Do you remember that time when you went down to this cabin? Yeah, Do you but remember that time when you went I just to imagine like, if it's not been told out, it can be used as a weapon. You know what I mean? It definitely could be a weapon, yeah. It's whether yeah, you, yeah. yeah I, I do agree. Maybe you want to get ahead of it. Create, create the rumor rather like. than be the rumor. Yeah. <laughs> like, if Jamie said that to me, I'd be like, what kind of underwear was it? And you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, damn, you went back nine yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not missing the point. I'm just trying to get the full details of the conversation, Jamie. What color were they? <laughs> <laughs> but then you got people like Jamie's brother. Yeah, they were just fucking. That, that, would, that would be banter for years. Yeah, that would get brought so, up at Christmas dinner, and I wouldn't be able to eat my fucking chick- turkey. Do you know what I mean? That's what would happen. <laughs> While Mum and Charlotte are making weird eye contact across the table. When situations like this, I always try and. Well, my brain always thinks about everything anyway. But can you imagine the conversation with... Because you know what? There's no way that his dad was probably on board with it. Oh, 100% not. So the, the mum and dad was probably sitting there eating their dinner. And you're off on holiday banging each other and that. And the mum probably just turns to him and just doesn't, <laughs> just goes, Oh, I lent so-and-so some underwear for them to go on holiday. And the dad just like looks at her. You did what? She's like, yeah, yeah. Just thought it'd be really nice. She didn't have any, so I thought I'd lend her some. And he's like, are you a fucking idiot? <laughs> She's like, what? He's like, did you honestly think that would go down well? I really hope I'm not in the room when he finds out. And she's like, oh, I'll be fine. He'll be fine. She was happy with him. Yeah. That's how the conversation went. <laughs> yeah. I hope it wasn't his dad's oh, favourite ones either. Because, you know, oh, I mean, you that's ruined now. Like, what, the red frilly ones? The red ones? I'll tell you about um can't say it without when um Jeff uh, my stepdad came in and asked for some condoms back that Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you said it on here. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, just uh, briefly when I was younger um <laughs> I can't remember it was my mum or my stepdad gave me a box of condoms and they were like, Oh we don't because Jeff was told that he couldn't have kids. I've just said his name. Doesn't matter. He's not going to listen. Um, said he couldn't have kids. So they were like, I'm going to have him. Then one night, must have been really late, Jeff comes into my room and he's like, oh, Dan, have you got them condoms that your mum gave you? And I'm like, yes. And never give them back to me again because I don't want to know. <laughs> I just gave him the box he left. And I was like, holy <laughs> shit. What the fuck? He could at least rumble through my room while I wasn't there and look for him. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an emergency, Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, nice. No, so that was rough. I can't remember if I mentioned that on the podcast or not. 
If you did, I think it might have been an early one when we were talking about our relationships with our mums, I think. Mm, maybe. I think that come but up. yeah, so, um, yeah, no, I, well, you got two different perspectives. I'm not that bothered. And I think you should tell your mates because it's fucking hilarious. And Jamie wants you to lie like he always does. Well, not lie. Take it to the grave. Down inside. Uh, yeah, take it to the grave. <laughs> Bury it. <laughs> take it to the grave. Bury it. Six feet under. Dan's is more healthy. For your mental health, Dan's is more healthy. Mine is <laughs> the reason I am the way I am. <laughs> because, oh, mate, I can only imagine the secrets that are buried in your graveyard, Jamie. Oh, mate, we ain't digging none of them up. They're staying where they fucking are. <laughs> There's some shit that I... That, do you know, have you ever told a lie and then forgot you told it and then you, ha- you have to like kind of re- get the person to recap it for you because you have no idea what they're talking about? I'm pretty sure in the That's last episode you said something about... Yeah, something about that. Yeah, um, when I told Karen a lie. That was it, yeah, yeah. And then... I- and then I got a new girlfriend, and then I had to like backtrack the whole fucking situation. And I was like, "Why did I tell that?" And it was it. only because I was bored on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just fucking that. I just nah. To me, it's all right. She was like, I said, if you want to look at it from a perspective, she was trying to do a nice thing, whether or not it was misstrewed or anything like that. Mm. She was trying to help out. So um, the idea behind it was a good, a nice thing. Yeah. So if anything, you could say to your mum, "Don't do that again." Same thing for your girlfriend as well. Just be like, "No." If you need money, don't, like just don't wear nothing. I don't like. I've never. I don't mind underwear. Some of it's quite nice. It does. It but does it, it for me. But I'm not overly keen on. If like that, if they're just standing there completely with everything out, it's just like there's not no like. Oh, nasty. Nothing I'm, to I'm try too and impatient. Get into. Underwear is just another barrier that I've now got to try and fucking get around. <laughs> no, I mean, I'd much rather come home to someone's starkers and I'll be like, whoop, it's game. Then come home and I'm like, oh, she's just got out of the shower. She's walking around her underwear. You know what I mean? That's my, my thought process. It's like she's covered up mm. because she doesn't want me to go for it. Whereas if she's fucking nah, like, starkers. I see it as a challenge. And the one I, I've. I know men are quite proud of this, but I can't undo bras. Oh, really? Now, even if I'm looking, I can't fucking undo a bra. <laughs> I'll be a useless woman. So, like, I have to sort of try and get them to take it off themselves without going, I can't take that off. You know what I mean? It's just a what whole What do you do? Like, try to do dry, faff around and try about 15 times until they lose it. They just say, all right, they just say, all right let me do that. No, I just, normally I just carry on with it on. Because <laughs> oh. I'm not, I'm an ass man. I don't give a boobs are boobs, and they, I don't mind yeah. rubbing my face in them, but I'm not particularly. <laughs> but yeah, if they don't take it off, it's probably going to stay on. All right, that's a that's another makes new thing like I a, didn't know about you, Dan. Like, makes me sound like a really lazy lover. Well, I'm a little bit. <laughs> so lazy you lover. make up for it in other ways, mate. Oh yeah, definitely a tryer. Right, yeah, so let us know what you decide to do. If you go and tell your mates at the pub, uh, the pub please tell us, because th- that would make me laugh. I don't know why. Yeah, brilliant. I don't know the reaction. I don't know what they say to him. Like, will they laugh? Will they be like me and be like, and? I if, it, you, if, if I was standing there. Friend. Yeah, yeah, one friend on. like you. Yeah, one person would be like, oh, I've got a story like that. 
<laughs> have you ever seen that meme of Trevor from EastEnders where he's like fell into like the cabinets and he's like that against the floor? You ever seen that meme? I think so, yeah. Where he's like in shock. That would be me in a Weatherspoons if someone told me that. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> Greatest night out. Right. So, this listener says, I'm 34 years old, I'm overweight, I have no confidence, and I have never been with a woman. A cheery way to start an email. I've tried all dating sites, and I know Daniel feels my pain with them. Fucking disaster. I've gotten dates, but it never lasts more than a couple of dates, and never gets that far. I'm so aware that it's a turn-off for women, so I've never made it obvious until the act itself... But even then, women have turned down the opportunity at finding out. I'm starting to worry about doing it than actually finding someone I like or I'm in love with. Any help for a hopeless soul like myself? I thought about an escort to help build my confidence. I know Jamie struggles with weight too, so I'd like to know how this has affected him in the past. I can answer that one. It ain't. The guy's a fucking hound dog. <laughs> I, like, I, if anything I'm fucking way overconfident <laughs> um, I think just just hold it hold it man just it's you I I would say to my brothers I was like you can't miss what you haven't had and I wish <laughs> to this day that I'd kept on to my virginity because when I'm not with someone or I haven't got someone to sleep with I'm fucking tearing wallpaper off the walls I'm fucking I can't sit still yeah, it's, you, it's like you've been activated, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. what I always say. You know say. what it feels and how good it is, and you're like, I want it again. Mm. And then you got to go on the hunt. I um, I feel really bad for the beginning of the email because he's obviously put himself down a lot with like his age and like his yeah. weight and things like that, which I think isn't necessary. I've seen a lot of porn with um an overweight guy, so you don't have to worry about it. Love it. And honestly, I sit there and think, how the fuck has he managed to fuck that? Hissing mm. me off like, sometimes. I think, um, obviously, weight can play a factor, especially with women. Women can be quite shallow sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But there's always going to be someone that you can find eventually. But I think at the minute you're kind of getting in the way of yourself because, as he said in the email, he's worrying more about the act itself than he is actually the date itself. And I think, yeah, it maybe it would be healthy to go and spend one night with a a woman of the night, should we say, and I'd love get to. that well, out, get that clear that out of your head, and then you'll be able to move on. Do you know what I mean? It's not it's not a big <laughs> deal. No, it's not at all. There's too much pressure as well. Like, like Jamie said about you thinking about the act and stuff like that. Put that on the back burner. Like, that shouldn't become before finding someone that you like to spend time with and things like that. Like, that whole confidence of having sex with someone is because you like them. Well, it's debatable, but it's the way it should be. You know what I mean? And it's always better with someone that you like to be around and stuff like that. So, I would. I would put that to the back of my mind and just try and find someone that <clears throat> enjoys my company 
because that's more attractive yeah. right it's more attractive to have something in common with someone and have a good time than be like oh that person's really attractive i want to fuck them because there's nothing else there then once you've done it it's just vacuum exactly. it's like there's nothing and on top of that as well like there'll be a lot of people that are only after like the sex side of things and that is why it seems like you're not being successful on the dating sites but it's not down to that yeah. it's down to the fact that people are just looking for something different to you you're looking for a proper relationship yeah like my brother uh started dating and he struggled for a long time to find anyone that wanted to do anything other than just have like a casual thing do you know I mean he was looking mm. for commitment we all make jokes and call him Mr. Commitment and uh, he eventually found someone that wanted to be committed but it took him fucking ages do you know what I mean yeah, you yeah. go through a lot of people before you find the right one yeah I would say as well like because I feel the same I may not um, well I feel like I'm overweight you may not consider it but like <clears throat> that's always a plane on my mind as well and I think to myself like there's always someone they always say that there's always someone out there for you and you shouldn't have to because i would have said go to the gym because even a week at the gym gives you more confidence but you shouldn't have to go to the gym or do anything different than be yourself because there's someone that's going to enjoy that part of you 100 percent, yeah you know what i mean like you shouldn't have to change someone else the same with like the person in the last episode that found the guy cheating and she was like oh I know that I haven't done this and I haven't done that. And it's like, well, no, you shouldn't have to change yourself because that person's not happy with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, th I think I think as well, people can sense if you if you're self derogatory, people can sense that off of you. And if you haven't got the confidence in yourself, then a person's not going to be attracted to you because they feel as though like you don't see your own worth as well. So yeah. I think don't go out like with a front on and try to act overconfident, but just go out like think of it as a, a clean slate, go out there, go on a few dates, be yourself with them and see where it leads. Don't like the sex thing doesn't have to, doesn't have to come up until it needs to come up. No, they put people put way too much pressure on it. Yeah. But that's without the way it should be is that should be once you're together with someone, obviously it's not anymore. That's mm. the way. It, so yeah, like Jamie said, I would just because confidence comes with because obviously you look at people that are confident in that that you got to clear your mind right. If you're going to this date and you're like, oh, I'm overweight, I'm this, I'm that, I want to have sex, but she's not gonna wanna. It all projects. Mm. So just don't even. If they're willing to beat up with you on a date, you've obviously done something right. Yeah, even to actually physically spoke. get them to meet meet me up. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so then just do that. Don't sit there and think, oh, am I going to get into her pants later? Or is she going to be my wife or my mother and mm. my children or anything like that? Just go and have a good time. That's the main thing. And if you have a good time, that's when the attraction comes. Yeah. Because I would say like the likes of me, I got lucky with Charlotte because I was just doing what most people do when they go through dating. It's just I was just trying to find a way to get my end away all the time. I, I weren't thinking about relationships and long distance, uh, long-term relationships and where I'd be in the future and all this stuff. When me and Charlotte first met, we were dating for like a good six months before we'd even put a name to it. And I mm. think, um, like, for someone that needs to go 
who's putting so much pressure on themselves, you would be sitting there thinking, why is this person not trying to commit to me? And it's not that. It's they're, they're acting how they would act normally. Don't know yeah. if that made any sense. Yeah. No? No, yeah. I think I think this guy's going to be fine. I think once he gets out of his head... Unloads the pressure. And he listens, yeah, and he listens to us. <laughs> and he... Um, just relax, man. Women can sense all this stuff. And not even just women, men as well. Like, we're all the same... Like you can sense when someone's uncomfortable, when someone's overthinking, and and, and all this sort of stuff. You just gotta breathe, go in there, be yourself, just let it happen. Mm. Obviously, I mean I'm 35, so I know exactly how you're feeling. And I've said before, like I think when we first started the podcast, I was like, I'm giving it a break. I'm not going on the date anymore because I got so in my own head that I needed to find someone. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not doing it. They're giving it a break. And even though it was like three, four weeks before I wanted to have sex again, I felt absolutely amazingly better that I wasn't constantly thinking about a partner and my future and stuff like that. So maybe even that, don't worry about it. Give yourself a break. Just focus on yourself for a couple of weeks to give yourself like a boost. Yeah. You know I mean, it's, you're not constantly thinking about it. Or you can also, like uh, Troy did, Go on Wish and buy yourself a... I'm still fucking... I paid 50 quid for my fucking fleshlight and he's got one that's motorised and he only paid 20 quid for it. That's mental. <laughs> You're going to be buying that one, isn't you? <laughs> Mate, that's fucking... Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. It's all like we always... We're here for like... We say about mental health and stuff like that. If you feel better in you, within yourself, everything else comes along that way. All the confidence that just follows. So just get yourself, you know what I mean? Think about you. Be a bit selfish yeah. when you're on the date. You know what I mean? Don't ask her what she's going to order. Just order it. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. No, don't do that. <laughs> that won't don't go well. <laughs> <laughs> you see that in the movies, didn't they? They were like, uh, yeah, she'll have a salad and I'll have a T-bone steak. No, don't do that. That's a fucking dick move. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, hopefully it works out and hopefully made you feel a bit better. And, you know, as we say to everyone, keep in contact. Let us know how it goes and don't be a stranger. As I always put at the end of the emails now, I put welcome to the family, Jamie. Did you know that? Yeah. I saw your email yeah. earlier. Welcome to the family. There you go. One yeah. thing I'd add on to the end of that is what Dan said about the um, going on dates is obviously a good thing. The fact that you're getting dates from uh, dating sites is a good thing in itself because I know some guys that have been on Tinder and they've not fucking got a single bite. So literally think of it that way. I was going to make a You're joke. Doing something right. It's too obvious. It's too obvious who it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to, I'm going to hold it down. Be good there. Be good. Right. So we've got a quick one for this next um, email. The listener just wanted to know, if you could live forever, would you? And what would your goals be if you could never die? See, <laughs> we all know what my fucking goals would be. Dan's gonna like be the fucking leader of goal, a, a cult or something, and become their god or something. That's what he would do. <laughs> no, I, I was. I've always thought about. I would love to sleep with every some someone from every continent in the world. Oh, okay. I would just travel and just bang lit one. And then move on and bang another one. 
and then I'll be fulfilled. I don't know what I'll do. Absolutely, really good STDs, but they don't kill you. So you just no, keep going. No, because I can't die. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> I'd be like that. What was that spin-off Doctor Who? Captain something. Oh, Torchwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't die. Torchwood, you could just yeah. sleep with everyone. Nah. Yeah, that's that's me. Um, I would love the idea of living forever. Outliving everyone that I love would be difficult for me at first. But I think oh, I'll yeah. get over it eventually. Um... <laughs> Green Mile, isn't it? That's yeah. Green Mile, where he's like, everyone he loves has passed away. Sad. Yeah. And then, my my only thought is, when the Earth ends, I'll just be floating around in space, unable to die. That would be horrific. Just like, as a beam, just floating around. So I'm hoping, if, if there's far. intergalactic, uh, if there's aliens and shit, I'll live forever and go just go to other planets. Fuck it. Why not? Bring them too. I bet you would. You'd be internationally STD'd up. <laughs> I hate that. Um, that'd be like a calling card. I hate that question where people were like, would you sleep with an alien? And I was looking at them like, yeah. 100%. Well, well, it depend, depends if they're putting it in me, though. I don't know. <laughs> Probing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but that'd be a different <laughs> question, wouldn't it? It'd be like, would you let an alien have sex with you? Don't yeah, know because I'm talking. If um, yeah, well, you don't know. No. I um, I was just thinking there. Wouldn't it be great if me and you both couldn't die, and then by the time the That'd world ended, we'd be on like episode what ten thousand or something? Because you know we ain't got that long left. <laughs> if Putin has anything, we might we not might even make it to episode fifty two. <laughs> 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 I'm just like traveling around with like a laptop and like sleeping with someone. I'm like, oh, it's Tuesday. Got to jump on the old podcast. And you're like, oh, damn, where are you today? Oh, fuck knows what this place is called. <laughs> I'll probably be here for another couple of days. What are you doing, Jamie? Nothing. <laughs> Mate, if I couldn't die, I'd, I'd walk straight into like the gold exchange and just fucking tear the place up and just walk out with everything that yeah, I could Yeah, but you could still spend out. the time in jail, though. They ain't catching me, mate. I will, I will find a way out. If I if I'm unkillable, I'll just I'll constantly have like a full blown arsenal of guns on me. So if any cunt tries to come near me, they're dead, isn't it? I'll just carry grenades Try- around with me. Just stand in the <laughs> middle of it. Have you watched the um, Shotgun Wedding yet? No. Oh no, I oh, haven't. Amazon. No. Oh mate, I've there's, seen the thing. There's it. scenes with a grenade in that. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. Hilarious. I'll have to have a look. Jennifer Lopez, man. Oh, oh. Useless woman. I um, I do like that question. I think I might learn an instrument as well. I think, though... I would definitely learn having, an instrument. Having unlimited time... Because I, will I have unlimited time and have ADHD? Because you give me all the time in the world, but I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> or you'll pick up even more hobbies and you'll be fucking juggling like rings of fire or something. You'll be doing something mad. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I definitely wouldn't be working. If I couldn't die, I wouldn't be working. What's the fucking point? The only thing I that mean, keeps you working is money, innit? But if you couldn't die, money, you could yeah. acquire money easily. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, shoot myself in the face or something and getting people to pay me like 10 quid a pop. I'll be famous for sure. Because I would do something stupid because it's fucking... Just to get myself on the telly. 
just walk up the Empire State and jump off in it and just be like, hey guys. Yeah. Do like a vlog on the way down, name. isn't it? <laughs> but hopefully that answered your question. Obviously, everyone knew that I'd be sleeping with people. It was more about what would Jamie do when he, uh, if he couldn't die. I'd, I'd literally become, if I, I would create like a world of wealth and create a compound and live in the compound. I think mine would be more like Highlander. Do you remember the Highlander movie? Yeah. Where he went into his his apartment and like he had like stuff from all of the ages that he'd kept. Yeah, that'd be me because I'm a hoarder. I do. I, yeah, I do that. I I I'd create like a full. Do you know how Ed Sheeran's created a little compound and he's got like all the. He's basically created a new village in like Yorkshire. Oh, because if his neighbours didn't like him, his, his neighbours hate him. Playing yeah. Music. yeah. So he bought. All <laughs> That's what houses. I would do. And then I'd just That's like going. I would I would travel the world and see and see like do you know like because I'm really into ancient like fucking places like um. But what actually got the pyramids built? What actually got the Tibetan monks doing what they were doing? What the Mayans and all that stuff? I'd go and research all of that. Oh yeah, yeah. See, without a time limit, you could do whatever you want, can you? Exactly. It's a hard question, but it's definitely an easy way to sleep with women. I'd be like, oh, let me. I'll, I'll shoot myself, and then if I survive. I'm coming back to yours. I love that stuff. I love... Dad's just walking around with a fucking revolver. Just like, hey guys, have you ever seen the guy shoot himself? There's always a way. Because they think you're doing magic. I'm not yeah. doing magic. You are I'm magic. Get in your pants. That's magic. They call me Magic Dan. <laughs> Take me home. Suck my dick. I hope if I live forever, I have a better name than Magic Dan. <laughs> They'll probably call, end up <laughs> calling you some like you end up being like Madonna in it, where you've got like a singular name that just doesn't make any sense. I'll be like um, the Jubacabra. Like people will speak about me, but they don't know if I really exist, Jamie. And then you turn up and steal yeah. their wife. Yeah, he arrives and sleeps with someone, then he leaves again. <laughs> she <laughs> dies from an STD because he's. <laughs> <laughs> Are you suggesting that I'm just going to be a carrier that I can't? I carry it, but I can't die. Yeah. You know, you'll get you'll be like some dodgy woman from Malaysia, and you end up getting something, and then you'll be going to the next place, the next place, spreading it like a fucking plague across across the world. <laughs> People be hunting me down. That's <laughs> right; they can smell me coming. Right. So this listener is a big fan. Good. You you guys always disagree and then always agree. You're possibly the best advice motive. You can find in the UK. Yeah, because there was this one that was in the sun, but no one talks about that anymore. We've written her off, yeah. (laughs) She is now the one that won't be named. No. No one reads that. So they say, I have a relationship with a guy at the moment. He's a scaffolder and I'm an office worker. And being gay in that industry is pretty taboo. But every time we're out, but every time we're out, I used to be okay with it. But we made out like we were mates. 
but I'm his boyfriend and I find myself being in more weird situations like going to strip clubs with his friends, etc. And he's saying we will just admit who we are. Should I keep up these lies or should I stay quiet? No. See, if the well, I was, when I was reading that and it says he's saying we will just admit who we are. But then he's saying, should I keep up the lie or should I stay quiet? Well, let him own up. He obviously isn't ashamed. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? If he's not ashamed, let him do the owning up. Well, not on his own. But I mean, no, yeah, that's yeah. a pretty weird thing to go. And what does it matter? Especially nowadays as well, being gay and things like that. I know, obviously, yeah, scaffolding's... Uh, and mostly sort of like uh, all like the wolf whistles and stuff. Don't like the alpha, alpha male type yeah, yeah. job. Yeah. But I don't think it really matters. I think you'll find if he does admit to it, there will be a few people that obviously because they are. But I think most people won't give a fuck. I think the react the if the guy is more worried about the reaction itself than. Because some people are just embarrassed because it's new to them, and like if he the guy's re- reaction, uh, guys think the like the colleague's reaction is going to be negative. A lot of guys I don't think would react negatively. I work with loads of guys. There's people that obviously with that amount of men, some people come out they come out as trans, come out as gay, whatever. It's heard about for a little while, but. After that, it's just it's just normal. No one cares. I can't. I can't imagine. Obviously, people have been like lying about being gay and stuff like that. But I just couldn't imagine like having to go to a strip club. That's so uncomfortable, especially for your own sort of like self worth and things like that. You're. To me, it feel like I was putting myself down. Mm. I can understand right at the beginning of the relationship because obviously it's like. I'm not out. I don't want to cause all this sort of thing if it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Then yeah. I can sort of understand it. But then, yeah, like eventually you'd want to own up. Going to a strip club and that when you're not interested, that's quite a... I, I'm trying to think of the word. It's not personal, is it? It's quite a invasive. Would that be the word? Yeah, like like I've been to their... I've been I've been to strip clubs with co- my female cousins and stuff that aren't interested in women, but there isn't like a underlying like situation going on there. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's, it's more of just like going to a bar. It just happens to have strippers in it. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose. But with this underlying issue. Is it over? It could your the partner be possibly overcompensating by going there and making out as though he's interested in the women there, but he's not, just because he's worried about coming out. I don't know. It's just, it's a hard situation. A lot of people have disapproving families, which could be a part to play in it. It could just be that he's worried about his colleagues' reactions, and he thinks that. I don't know. I was, it's a difficult I was thinking the it's other day, how great would it be to be wolf whistled by a scaffolder as a male? 
be fucking blind. It's twenty twenty three. There's nothing stopping that, isn't it? There's nothing stopping that. Mate, I'd be I'd be walking up and down that fucking street. You know what I mean, fucking in this day it. and age, strutting it, mate. Strutting it, you'd be like twerking <laughs> on the it. side of the road. <laughs> yeah. Okay, like, like, and obviously, like women don't like it, but it is a form of flattery, right? It's meant in you know that way. Mean? Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, it isn't, isn't. But I don't get that. I don't get walk whistled by women or anything like that. I thought it was supposed to be, yeah, you know I mean, tables have turned, but they haven't, have they? I'd quite, ha- I'll take a walk whistle from a bloke. To be honest, I would as well. <laughs> make you feel, make make yourself feel good about yourself a bit. Check yeah, because that's the ultimate thing, right? Like, ten, well, I suppose like Charlotte wouldn't like it if a uh, a woman was like, "All right, sexy." But if you were walking down the street and some guy was like, "All right, wouldn't mind a piece of you," Charlotte'd be like, "Fucking hell!" <laughs> like, yeah, man meat, right? Yeah. Happy days. Yes, it's, it's mate. It's a fucking. I don't know, man. I think he needs to. If if he's not ashamed, if he if if he used to uh, in a serious thing, then it just needs to come out. It will eventually come out anyway. Yeah. Someone will catch you kissing or or being closer than what mates would be. So. Yeah. If I I got a feeling off. There's two guys that I know that were together. They never admitted it for fucking ages. And we knew before they told us, but no one just said anything. No one said anything. Because mm. we were just like, just letting it, like it don't matter to us, isn't it? But we're a very unjudgmental group. Yeah. But like, construction workers are known to be like... It makes me wonder though, like, from the email, like especially the end, whether it's the listener that is more concerned about it than the partner. Yeah, it could be. But then there's reasons for that, right? Like, they could be thinking about, oh, it's not good for my partner, or they just maybe, they're not ready. Could be. And then it's hard. Without knowing, like, we try our best on the email, without, like, knowing someone or getting a bit more information, it's... Because you don't want to be wrong or, you know what I mean, judgmental. But, um... I think the best, best one is you always... Except on Jamie's account because he doesn't like it, it's the own up. Karma always comes back. And especially lies affect you like mentally, like horribly. I don't lie. I used to when I was younger because I was a bastard. But I can't. If I lie about anything, if I've like dropped something and someone goes to me like, Did you drop that? And I'm like, No. That fucking plays on me. I really like, see it in my face. Yeah, yeah. Even like the smallest fucking lie now, like I'm off my nut. <laughs> can't do it, can't sleep. Doesn't matter. So I try not to at all. And in the long run, like with Jamie's experience where he's like, I'm bored, I've made up a lie, and then it comes back to bite him. Mm. There's certain certain circumstances where obviously like the scaffolder and you want to do this and you want to do that. But for your own peace of mind, eventually just own up. It just makes your life easier. You don't have to worry about that waiting you off your chest. Say. Yeah. You feel a whole lot better. Maybe there will be some repercussion that, but at least you're living the way you want to live. Hmm. You know what I mean? Just and if anyone self. has a problem with it, then there it's twenty twenty three. As I said before, it's their fucking problem, mm-hmm. not yours. 
Yeah. Fuck them. You know what I mean? Doesn't matter. Get them to email into us and then we'll say on the podcast, fuck you. <laughs> and we'll send them like a, we'll just start doing cameo in it and we'll just do a cameo yeah for I'll, I'll use hate mail i'll say their <laughs> full name on the podcast and say you fucking arsehole <laughs> but like always let us know you know hopefully you own up and then you guys can you know move on from this because it's it, really it's petty and it really having yeah, to sure. keep secrets from like mates and stuff to you shouldn't have to do that so let us know. Hopefully you get sorted quickly. Obviously you've had to wait a couple of weeks to hear our response. But um fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Oh, I'm all bunged up, Jamie. Right. So this sister says You guys, man, I love it all. Just love it. Just love it, Jamie. Just love it. Feel it. Feel it. I hate Mondays, don't we all? But hearing the sweet, sweet nectar of your voices cheers me right up. I like to take a little pause after sentences like that, just so all the listeners can suck it up. <laughs> makes, you feel, <laughs> makes you feel good, doesn't yeah. it? It does make you feel it good. It does, yeah. I'm pretty new to the pod, so bear with me. If you've been asked something similar in the past episodes, I'm not there yet. Doesn't matter if we've said it before, all the situation's similar. Everyone's obviously would try and give you your own personalized sort of thing but you know email in don't feel oh we've already had that before just email in just even a little email just say you love us and give us a question it doesn't matter i work in a first responder role and i've spent years doing the job as i'm getting older i find the sense of loss from seeing people at the end of their lives is hitting me harder and harder do you guys think i should pack in a 12 I'd pack it in after 12 years on the job and find something a, a bit less draining. Any advice is welcome. Keep up the mental health work, guys. You really help a lot of people. That's an important job, man. But I can see, even um, like when my granddad went into like a home, mm. it was only in there a short period, and then obviously he passed away in there. Even from that respect, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, like, they're people's, like, loved ones. And first responder, it's like people taken early from life, you know, like, accidents and things like that. I couldn't do it. Not even a day I couldn't do it. Yeah. I think, first of all, um, like, thank you for whatever you've done over the years, them 12 years, that's service to everyone. Um, Oh, yeah. Personally, you, I think you have to be a very strong person to be able to do them type of jobs in the first place because I would not be able to... Like, my brother tried to go into the fire department and when they were discussing things in training with him, they were talking about, like, car crashes and having to deal with, like, kids and stuff like that that had been through accidents. Like, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine dealing yeah. with that. Um, I don't think I could do it just as a person. So I commend this listener just for that. Yeah, itself. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, if you person if I feel as though if you're starting to feel like you need a career change because it's hitting you hard, then with the type of job that you do, I think if you're feeling that, then move on. You like for your own mental health, first of all, and second of all, 
if like you don't want to like your hesitation in the future because you're not feeling good in that moment to like end up being a situation you regret so i think i think the best way for you mentally is to move on from it i think there's only so much some people can take and yeah. he's done 12 years i think that's more than long enough do you know what i mean What's whatever job term? he's in um service can't remember the term when people like leave the army oh um time served Oh, is that all I think of? Time served. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Like, we need obviously people like you that are willing to do it, but you've time served, man. Like, 12 years is a long time, so obviously you're getting to the sort of the not that well, I couldn't say you could be like, you could still be quite young. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to judge, but there's always plenty of time to do a career change. You've got. You would have had amazing qualifications for doing that. You've got 12 years experience. There's loads of stuff you could do that still is helping people and is within whatever, like the fire department, ambulance, police. There's always something off the side that you could do that still has that effect. Yeah, you could almost move sideways. Like the when I, do you know when I did my first A course, the mm. fellow that I don't know, well, this won't go back to him anyway, so it don't fucking matter. But um the fellow that ran my first aid course on the final day was this like uh guy who was a paramedic beforehand because obviously the saint john's ambulance they're volunteer paramedics but when they're doing yeah. the first aid courses they're just doing it with dummies and they don't have to deal with people all the time and he mm -hmm. was a paramedic he dealt with a horrible suicide where the person was still alive and all this stuff won't go into detail into it, but he, t he told us his story, and he said after that day he couldn't go back. Like he had to take six months yeah. off. He started self harming and all that stuff, and he made a side move into Saint John's ambulance and started like teaching people how to do first aid because then he doesn't have to be hands on in the field dealing with people, and mm. he still feels like he's helping people because obviously he's training people to react to situations. Yeah. But he's not actually having to deal with the the aftermath. Like they are, I, like I couldn't imagine it. Couldn't imagine it. No, no, I'm not I couldn't do it either. Like I said, even like I said before about like carers and things like that, all those sort of jobs are amendable. Yeah, mm. I couldn't. Um, yeah, so no. Once, I think once you sort of have that idea in your head that it's getting too much, I think. You're not as as effective. If you're not, I don't want to say like lazy or anything, but you sort of try and detach yourself a bit from it. Yeah, you know what I mean to keep yourself going. So I think if you're having those those thoughts, I think yeah, the best thing to probably do is to look for something else. And like Jamie said, there's always you could have done that. I know that um, I know someone that was a firefighter that went into what was he doing? Going around checking um, fire safety in buildings. He hated it. He went oh, back yeah, to being we, a fireman. We used to get people coming and do that for co-op, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. They but they're ex-firemen. Even like um, the people that you see in like the little fire car that go around, they check like incidents to check how the fire... Like there's loads of different things. Like I said, you've got qualifications, you've got years of experience. I'm sure you'll find something that is... 
less death orientated. Is that too morbid? Yeah. Where you, yeah, less front line. Mm-hmm. Like 12 years is more than long enough. A lot of people aren't kept on frontline duties for 12 years and like the army and stuff because they know the emotional toll that it does. So, yeah. Um, hopefully that helped. Um, I th- me and Jamie have probably got an idea that you'll probably think about that anyway. It was about time. But um, we're on board. Yeah, you know I mean, go out there, find something new, give you a bit more. Bring you back to life. Yeah. Reference the first aiders. Um, and let us know. You know, you're in the family now. Keep us updated. I do think you know when you're yeah, when done you're in done. a job. Yeah. And sometimes I've overworked that. And you end up hating the place. I'm doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Right, so um, listening to your episode about sacrifice today had made had me in stitches. When Jamie says, "I've got to cut that," I cut it. That's so fat. I what? I don't remember why you were cutting that because we did a TikTok <laughs> for it after this email. Yeah, and I can't. What are we talking about? Uh, so we were talking about what we were doing. We're coming towards the end of our talking about who we'd sacrifice and why and all this stuff for ten grand a month, one person oh. per month. Then we started talking about group <laughs> yeah, sacrificial. I remember now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember now. Don't worry. You have to cut it again. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, I remember now. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And you didn't get the whole, hear the whole thing if you cut it. Um, he said, "Just wanted to let you know, the guy uh, that going to Turkey to get your hair done." does work well i got my hairline sorted last year and it brought all my confidence back i got out of an emotional damaged relationship and have been having a real good year ever since we have an email in the next episode that also corresponds with turkey this isn't your email (laughs) please come back next week (laughs) but yeah i appreciate it um I have a question for both for you, both you amazing bits of man flesh. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, I'm pursuing the dream job at the moment at a grand age of 28. I've been trying to follow my dream of becoming a stand-up comedian for the past year while working a dead-end job. It doesn't seem to be going anywhere. I'm bombing on stage all the time and I'm upsetting my mum because I'm not because I'm not, I gave up a high-paying job to pursue. What doesn't seem to be paying me back for my efforts? Any help? And I'm going to read this bit. Since he's got a little PS here. Dan, I love you. You big, hairy beast. <laughs> People come to the podcast for you and Jamie. Just the same. Don't worry. And please keep us updated on your car. And please put on the goddamn heating. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jamie. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I said in the last car, in the last uh, last episode, if you didn't hear it, uh, I got a new car. I got my insurance money, and I've got a new car for Monday, which is bad Um My heating's on. My hands are now warm, and uh, I am a big hairy beast. It's funny that's not the first time I've been told that. Um, 
That's amazing, man. Stand up. Like that's, you got some balls. Like even to get up and um, and to bomb. Yeah. Fucking praise to you. Praise to you, man. Exactly. Open open yeah. mic uh, nights are difficult enough, but if you're actually being able to get gigs and stuff, then that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I um. You shouldn't give up on it, man. Don't give up on it. It's yeah. You know I mean, like we've been doing this coming up to a year. What's this episode forty seven? Six. 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 I can tell you right now because I'm I put all the emails into episodes now because forty six. So I mean, you know, we're not far off doing this for a year. And we're finally, you know, getting to a good place with like emails and things like that, but it takes time. I still think that our first two or three email uh two or three episodes a garbage but yeah. uh they're the ones that have been listened to the most <laughs> people still <laughs> carry on fucking listening um your mum i would say just wants you to be able to afford the you know i mean have your own life and i'm sure she wants you to succeed at it but she also wants you to be able to self-sufficient that's what I would look at it anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think everyone's parents are to to some degree like expectant of you to be able to be happy in life and be able to afford so you haven't got the money stress, do you know what I mean? But um Yeah. I think if like you're happy with what you're doing, carry on what you're doing. If 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 you're thinking there's too much pressure coming from the outside, maybe say to them, Well, I'm gonna give myself I don't know, two years doing it non stop. And if uh, it's not paid off by then, then I'll have to look into going into the original field of work. That's but, a good shout. Like I said about the check and mm. like me writing a, yeah, give yourself yeah. a time frame. Because I know for not, a fact um, Ramesh Ranganathan was getting almost supported by his other half for like, he was on like a, t- like he was a teacher, but he was not earning a good enough wage. He right. could have he could have gone up it higher up and all that stuff and got better wages and stuff, and he said to his missus, "I'll do it for a year, another year, and if it doesn't pan out, and then he was lucky enough to just go viral one day, and then that's what makes him famous. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now he's got like millions of pounds in the bank. So sometimes I wonder though, do they? It depends who they are. Do they have? Because I found out as well, sorry, going off topic, I was listening to a podcast, uh, not podcast, I was watching a YouTube about podcast, and there was a musician, a rapper on there, I think it was a rapper, and he was saying about how much money comes out of their cut. So, like, the venue takes their cut, and then the venue expects you to pay everyone else. So that mm. all the money, so if you're, if what did he say, if you're taking, like, 20 bucks ahead for ticket, then you get like, you know, 10, 15 bucks. But then once you paid everyone else, you're actually only getting like five bucks ahead. Mm. That's why the likes of like um, Ed Sheeran and that is like 80 quid each. Oh, well, because they lose so much money on paying everyone else. If they're playing Wembley, that's a big fucking stadium, do you know what I mean? So once mm-hmm. it all adds up, and then you've got to think some of, especially, it's not so bad now, but like back in the day, the contracts that some of the songwriters and musicians were in, they ended up with nothing at the end. 
happened with the monkeys mm-hmm. Jeremy the monkeys yeah, they yeah. had no money at the end s club seven had no money in the end like all these bands that had number ones end up with nothing because the com the like management companies fucked them over basically that's mental so it depends so you, you wonder, like, what you get into bed you with see... what you get into bed yeah. with really you see like these comedians on telly and that and you think to yourself oh I bet that person's got loads of fucking money and then you think to yourself but has he how is it actually yeah I think, how much I think it depends on it like from what I understand from what I've listened to like the likes of Romesh because he works so much he's actually like a head of a panel show he does his own TV shows and stuff like that that's He'll what I mean right good wage They're not but just... then you've got people that just guest star yeah I mean, that's what I mean. Like, um, the comedians and that are always doing multiple things, like with like off menu podcast, they've got books coming out, they do stage shows, and that they're not just stand up. So, maybe this is where this guy's going wrong. Maybe he needs to do more than just the stand up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe start his own podcast, podcast (laughs) (laughs) it'd be different to our podcast, Sammy. You know what I mean. But, um, yeah, maybe that's what you're, because you never know, like, if you do a podcast, which Jamie doesn't want you to do, and you just use that <laughs> as a platform, call it something like um, Joke Tester or something, and just use it as a platform to do your sketches and your jokes and your whatever, and I'm get sure some feedback. I'm sure we're more than uh, happy to put it on our socials as well. Yeah, yeah. And just use it out. for that. Yeah, you know I mean, like, don't wait. Because if you think about it, you're, how many often, how often are you doing a stand up? Yeah, I mean, it like, what, once a week? Because he said he works as well, didn't he? So I can imagine it's like once or twice a week at the most. Yeah, so what are you doing with the rest of that time? If you. Because me and Jamie, now that we're ahead, we started doing extra content, which is what people wanted. But, you know, you've got to put the work in. So maybe that's what you need. You just. Find other platforms to tell jokes on, and then whatever works, then do that. Standing, doing the stand-up. That's what I would do. Yeah, yeah I mean, I agree. But then like, proper comedians have those. You've been to them, like the nights where they test out jokes. What is that called? Um, work in progresses. Yeah. So even like proper famous comedians do that. They have stuff that bombs all the time. Not everyone, you know, no one's perfect. There's a joke when I was watching um, Off Menu. Um, a caster said there was a joke that he knew was funny, or it would be funny, and he told it over and over and over again. Every stand-up he did, and it bombed and bombed and bombed until he got the right word in and the right situation, and that's one of his best yeah. jokes. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. Like when I went to a work in progress, I went to see Mickey Fernagan and a lot of the material he used, he did use in his actual stand up tour later that year. But the stuff that he, that we reacted to really well in the room, I thought didn't make it. And it's probably because every room reacts differently. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, if you get a room of drunk people that aren't interested in what you're saying, you, you could be fucking telling absolute gold and they're not interested do you know what I mean it all depends on the day so I think keep your head up but but me and Jamie have said before 
we wouldn't be able to do it. I like we don't write our own jokes when we do the the jokes for like this, and we've done some jokes on um, two drunk bros. We searched them; we didn't make them up. Yeah, you know I mean they're they're course, off the yeah. internet. Mm. I mean, we we call ourselves an improv comedy, but really we're just being ourselves. Yeah, you know I mean, there's no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and sometimes yeah. Jamie's had comments about when he's talking, and he'll say something really funny, but he's just ranting. He doesn't realise he's saying something funny and everyone's going, what do they say to you? Why don't you laugh at your own... They said I got called really deadpan because sometimes I'm saying stuff that's funny but I'm not reacting at all as though it's funny and they think that's funny in in itself. (laughs) Like, like, just then, like, I said that and then you laughed. (laughs) Because you said it. As if you were, like, sort of, like, uh, ashamed by it but you also... Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like, thanks dan for bringing that up so now i've got to tell it <laughs> dan's gonna laugh at me but as well that's another thing like we're saying with like the person with like low confidence and stuff maybe you're just putting too much on your shoulders man just go up there and have a good time because mm. that's what people are sitting there for they want to have a laugh and they want to have a good time so i but i know it's hard because i've heard um on bad friends um why can't I remember his name? Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. He said loads of times that he um, he comes off stage and he's like, that was shit, that was shit. And then someone will come out and be like, that was really good. And like, oh, thanks very much. So just keep going, man. It's all practice. Practice and experience. That's all it is, isn't it? You know what I mean? You can't lose what you haven't got at the minute. I think everyone's biggest um, critic is yourself. Like, yeah. I think... Oh, hell yeah. I think, as you said, like Bobby Lee, he's a, he's a prime example of a stand-up that absolutely kills on stage, gets loads of work, does podcasts, does everything, and he still comes off stage every single night thinking that he's bombed and that he should never do comedy again. And he's fucking hilarious, do you know what I mean? So I think just keep at it. Maybe give yourself a time scale if you're getting a lot of pressure on. But I'm assuming the guy's a yeah, good enough like guy. Thing. I wouldn't worry about it too much. No. No, your email was fucking funny. So mm. funny. So um, I wouldn't worry about it. You'll get there one day. Mm. And me and Jamie will be sitting in the front row. Uh, front row, so you'll be okay. Yeah. If it is in the UK, tell us where. And we might be able to turn up to a gig one time. Wearing our merch that no one else can buy yet. <laughs> I'll be a walking billboard for two men. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about getting shirts made just for myself, like with the like discs all over it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be fucking brilliant. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going out for a meal tomorrow. I was like, wouldn't it be good if I had a, a two men no hope t uh, shirt to wear? That'd be mad. It would. To be it? honest, it would look quite nice because we've got like two singular colours. Look like you're wearing a polka dot shirt. What? Yeah. Or like a like a polo shirt with like an embroidered, like the disc, not with like our names on it because it's too much short writing, but like oh, a kind of like the hat. version. Yeah, so you could still see what it was. You know what I mean, something like that. But um, yeah, let us know. Let us know when you you know if you want us to tell people where you're gonna be. We're happy to do that. We'll give you a shout out and. Uh, 100%. Hopefully you make it. And then when you make it, we'll have you on here. 
We'll put it down to us discovering you. It'd be okay. Mate, that would be going straight on our Instagram. In the little bio. (laughs) The people that discovered this so-and-so. Yeah. But um, keep your chin up, man. Your mum will get on board once you're making loads of money. So just keep at it. Of course, yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, Jamie, that is all of our emails for this episode. Because... We can't do more than six emails because otherwise we'd be Hill Day. <laughs> <laughs> we're restricting ourselves. Yeah, we are actually starting to filter in through me because we're gonna. Yeah. At one point, we're gonna have to. We'll be doing it forever. Otherwise, it'll be four hours of us just sitting here, going on to next email, next email. Yeah, we're almost got enough for the next episode and we're already two episodes ahead now so it's mad it's crazy yeah but we have a guest again come in um in a couple of weeks so it should be good i'm enjoying it i can't wait to to have the guest back yeah we could catch up i think yeah um just to alliterate to everyone as of two weeks ago now uh, we were actually on the two drunk bros uh, podcast. Um, obviously, the time difference doesn't help. It, it would you would have probably already seen it on our socials because I'll put it up tonight that we we uh, guested on there. Um, so go over and check them two out. Obviously, you heard them on our one. So see what you think. Um, it was I think a fucking funny. episode actually. I've, it was a long it episode. It was a fucking brilliant episode. episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was listening to our us telling jokes to each other earlier, and it was fucking mental. <laughs> I um, I had to I had to feed Jamie a couple of jokes, but I let him have it. Yeah. I, right. I was like trying to slyly look at my phone while we were going through it because I I turned up with all these dad jokes and everyone went dark as fuck and I was like, oh no, <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> Um, oh, I like the title of it as well. Four drunks with no hope. Yeah, that's brilliant. I like it? that. I th- yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's two drunk bros. Um, you'll find them on Spotify. They're probably on all the other po- podcasting uh, yeah. stuff as well. But if you want extra content for us or from us, that's where you go. I think it's like an over two hour episode as well. So you'll probably be loving it. Um, oh my god, they didn't edit it. Two hours and. 29 minutes yeah it's mad isn't it it's fucking mental yeah. <laughs> a lot of laughing a lot of drinking it's all good uh, the next day I felt like shit I had two hour, an hour and a half sleep Mate, and I went in and did 12 hours uh, popping painkillers I was hung over to fuck <laughs> <laughs> but anyway um, yeah same as always guys uh, our email is two men no hope at gmail.com um, send in anything you can help us with our content guys like we're putting out more you'll be seeing a bit more content coming from us previous to this episode um, and send in any questions and as Dan said earlier in the episode if you feel like the question's already been said just send yours in anyway because everyone's situation is different doesn't matter whether it's similar to someone else's we're going to yeah. give you different advice. So, yeah, that's it. Just for give me. us more detail. 
just just fill it up. I've got I'll just read and read and read. I won't read it out, but I'll read and read and read. Just as much detail as you want to give us. And uh Yeah, because sometimes you don't know where we are with some people, innit? Yeah, because you don't want to give them the wrong advice or be insulting or you know what I mean? Mm. So uh everyone's got their own situations, whether you feel like it's someone else's or not, it's not yours. And we're here to help. One hundred percent. And I'm drunk. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> <laughs> we we'll catch you guys next time anyway. Bye bye.